0: J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com.
1: Donald Trump's Twitter diplomacy gets real as the top Republican in the House... Gets out, and in case you're wondering, President Trump is still mad about the Russia investigation. If possible, even matter. This is the State of America tonight.
2: This seems like a major escalation in that standoff between essentially President Trump and Vladimir Putin.
3: The President of the United States declaring war on Twitter, using Twitter to tell Russia missiles
2: are coming. At least the president has recognized that Putin is not a friend. The president is doing exactly what he. Criticized other presidents for doing, giving
0: our adversaries a warning. Today, I'm announcing that this year will be my last one as a member of the House. Members were not expecting this announcement to be made. He is by far and away the biggest and best fundraiser in the party.
1: Hello everyone, I'm Kate Baldwin, live in New York. To our viewers watching around the world, this is State of America tonight. Donald Trump is on a tirade, and it seems no one is safe. Not Russia, not Syria, not even the US Justice Department. And how do we know? His Twitter feed, of course. First comes the threat. This on Twitter, Russia vows to shoot down any and all missiles fired at Syria. Get ready, Russia, because they will be coming. Nice and new and smart. You shouldn't be partners with a gas-killing animal who kills his people and enjoys
3: it. It's hard to see how this is anything but the president of the United States declaring war on Twitter, using Twitter to tell Russia missiles are coming.
1: And in that case, you will, you will have probably guessed what I'm about to say. The president is doing exactly what he has long promised he would not do. Listen
2: why can't they win first and talk later militarily i don't like to say where i'm going and what i'm doing america's enemies must never know our plans i will not say when we are going to attack we no longer tell our enemies our plans
1: and even with all the tweets forecasting his moves former secretary of state under president bill clinton Madeleine albright says today she can't figure out what the president's thinking
2: As far as I can tell, there is no strategy. Uh, It is one thing to take action on this particular, really egregious issue on the chemical attack. But I think we need a strategy of some kind.
1: Well, the Kremlin's strategy, it seems, was to play Donald Trump at his own game, taking to social media, of course, Facebook, to respond and hit back. And with that, today's threat also marks an evolution of sorts, at least maybe when it comes to Russia, maybe. Remember this?
4: If
2: Putin likes Donald Trump, guess what, folks? That's called an asset, not a liability. I hope we have a fantastic relationship. I think I could have a very good relationship with Russia and with President Putin. And if I did, that would be a great thing. And there's also a great possibility that that won't happen. Who knows?
1: And that was not so long ago, like earlier this month, kind of not so long ago when he said all of that. But with Get Ready Russia, at least for now, that's changed. And talk about change and an evolution, going from the most powerful man in Congress to the man looking now very quickly for the exit door. House Speaker Paul Ryan shocking his colleagues today, announcing he will not be running for re-election.
0: This really was two things. I have accomplished much of what I came here to do, and my kids aren't getting any younger. And if I stay, they're only going to know me as a weekend dad, and that's just something I consciously can't do. And that's really it right there.
1: Ryan says he'll stick out the rest of his term, which ends in January. And Trump tweeted that he'll leave behind a quote-unquote legacy of achievement. Democrats, of course, shockingly will dispute that. But a source tells CNN the president himself may be one of the reasons Ryan's leaving. Ryan says Trump was not a factor in his decision, but just think of it this way. If your party were in control of both the House and the Senate and the White House, essentially all of Washington, essentially every politician's dream, do you go and give up being the most powerful person in Congress? Absolutely not. Even Ryan's fellow Republicans are admitting they never hit it off.
2: That's been a little bit of a difficult marriage from the beginning. They're very different in terms of temperament and character. Um, But he's somebody who I think recognized that uh, President Trump presented an opportunity to get some things on the agenda
5: done.
1: And Paul Ryan wasn't the only Republican, though, to call it quits today. Another Republican, Dennis Ross, another House member, he announced... Pretty much almost exactly at the same time, the exact same thing. Their exits bring the number of Republicans who have now announced that they're done ahead of the midterm elections to 41. That is more than twice the number of Democrats that are now leaving, which means their seats up for election that are leaving Congress. Another Republican leaving, Charlie Dent, he had this to say about the state of his party today.
2: This is going to be a challenging year. Uh, and I've, I've said this many times that uh, you know, the litmus test for being Republican these days is not about any given set of ideals or principles. It's about loyalty to the man.
1: The man. Not that man. But another man you should definitely not count out, though, forever in the wonderful world of politics is one man, Paul Ryan. That's according to some of his colleagues reacting to this big announcement today.
2: He's young enough. I mean, obviously, if he wants to get back into politics at some time in the future, he certainly can do that. And, and I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, if that were the case, particularly with respect maybe to some uh, national office in the future.
1: Hmm. A guy who was already once a Republican vice presidential nominee, soon to be the former Speaker of the House. What other national office could he be interested in? That is a tough one. It might be in the shape of an oval, I bet, though. Maybe, just maybe. But getting back to the current occupant of that Oval Office, President Trump's other target today, pretty much any attorney that he sets his eyes on. Several sources tell CNN that Trump is so furious about the FBI raids and his personal attorney that he is considering firing the man who greenlit them, Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein. And also new is that Trump has for months been considering firing special counsel Robert Mueller. And in today's tweet-fest du jour, the president called both men the most conflicted investigators of them all. Can he fire Rosenstein? Yes, he is a Justice Department employee. Can he fire Mueller? The White House now says they think so.
0: The president believe he has the power to fire Special Counsel Robert Mueller. does he believe that's within his power?
4: Uh, certainly believes he has the power to do so. We've been advised that the President uh, certainly has the power to make that decision.
1: But almost every other legal expert I've spoken to and pretty much anyone has spoken to says that he doesn't have. That power. Still, the bipartisan group of senators is now pushing a bill to make it harder for the president to do just that. Fire Bob Mueller. But the man who has the power to kill any bill before it gets to the Senate floor, he doesn't seem to be itching to act on this, especially any action that takes him butting heads with the president.
5: I haven't seen clear indication yet that we needed to pass something to keep him from being removed because I don't think that's going to happen. And that remains my view, that I don't think he's going to be removed from this office. He shouldn't be removed from the office. He should be allowed to finish the job.
1: You think Trump was on a tirade before? Wait till that bill sees the light of day. I fear a Twitter meltdown will be in the making. But let's not get ourselves get ahead of ourselves. We still have to deal with today's Twitter tirade. Caitlin Collins is at the White House for us watching all of this. Let's focus on the threats, though, Caitlin, Are you hearing anything from the White House following the Twitter threat to Russia and Syria earlier today.
4: There have been no statements from the White House on the president's tweets this morning. Of course, they often say that the president's tweets speak for themselves. They're not going to add anything to that. The president seemed to be explicitly saying that they are going to have a military strike on Syria in response to Russia vowing to uh, hit down any missiles that come that way this morning with the president's very explicit tweet there. And it is actually a remarkable tweet, because, of course, the president not only criticized but mocked his predecessor, Barack Obama, for what he said was telegraphing his military moves, something he said uh, resulted in a lot of problems, specifically over in the Middle East. So we've got the president doing that, but then also he was uh, lamenting these poor relations between the United States and Russia, something that he blamed on the special counsel, Robert Mueller, in a later tweet. So we really saw the president all over the place on Twitter this morning, but then we did later hear from the defense secretary, James Mattis, who I should point out is currently at the White House, and he said that they were still assessing the intelligence of that chemical attack in Syria that they would present all the options to the president that he need. But it did not sound like a decision had been made. So unless the president has made this decision on his own here, Kate, uh, we have not gotten any update from the White House on what exactly they are doing about Syria yet.
1: Yeah. And of course, the bad blood with Russia is, of course, blamed on the Democrats, not the annexation of Crimea or meddling in the 2016 election. Of course, that's how it must be. Caitlin, great to see you. Thanks so much. Coming up for us, the president's Twitter diplomacy. We're going to dissect it because that's what we do. Our job is to now just dissect Twitter tweets. Did he just start a war on Syri- with Syria in Syria on Twitter? Do Syria and Russia believe this threat? If they do, what are they doing about it? The panel is next. In case you didn't believe us before, President Trump is angry. Look no further than Twitter. And then ponder this. What happened to, we don't telegraph our military moves to the enemy? Or, to put it another way, a tweet from some guy named Donald Trump circa 2013. Why do we keep broadcasting when we are going to attack Syria? Why can't we just be quiet? And if we attack at all, catch them by surprise. I just don't know. The panel tonight, Jackie Kucinich, CNN political analyst and Washington bureau chief for the Daily Beast. Rob Astorino is here, former Republican nominee for governor of New York. Doug High is a CNN political commentator and former communications director for the Republican National Committee. And Keith Boykin, CNN political commentator and former Clinton White House aide. Hello, everybody. Let's talk about this. Um, Rob, are you okay with the president conducting diplomacy, making, oh, I don't know, announcements about military moves on Twitter Taunting a foreign power on Twitter?
2: Well, he hasn't done it. He hasn't said when or where or how. And. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Next. <laughs> You know, it, this is kind of akin to presidents in the past saying, you know, we're reviewing our options, but not having Twitter. And who in the Very world... Very similar to William but, but, McKinley when he yes, said Yes, exactly. I remember that so badly <laughs> Seriously. Who in the world doesn't think something is going to happen? They're talking That's about true. it in the United Nations. Great Britain's talking about it. France is talking about it. Everybody knows something. It's
6: going just happen. usually good if you talk to them first before you put this out on Twitter. <laughs> and, and, well, right. And so it, the fact that the allies are catching up, the fact that you, you've, you've seen this, the... Uh, the Various officials scrambling to catch up to the president's yeah. Twitter feed, and this is really serious. That's that's when I mean it, right. it is. We can laugh about it, but it is conducting the diplomacy via tweet. You're it causes right. a lot of strife around the world uh, in terms of what happens next.
1: But in one important thing, Keith, is one part of this. That's very important. But one part of this is I've heard you say so many times that the president needs to be more aggressive on Russia. He needs to take Russia, call Russia out. Tell them who they are, tell them where they stand, and tell them that they're not friends of the American people. But the president is calling out Russia. Do you give him credit here? I mean, it's it's a winding road to getting to a point of calling (laughs) Russia out, but is he there?
3: (laughs) Donald Trump has been in office for 446 days. (laughs) During this entire time, Russia has been in Syria. And Donald Trump... Last year, was saying that it was a good thing to have a great relationship with with Russia. He was bragging about it, and just last month, he congratulated he congratulated Vladimir Putin on his sham election victory, even though the National Security Council told him do not congratulate in all capital letters, which what is I'm all he ever You
1: might not believe him.
3: Of course, I don't <laughs> believe him. I feel like this is this is such a late move, and it, it's such an obviously targeted move to deflect attention from all the other scandals and crises that are going on in the country. The
1: other big tweet. Can I? I have to get to the other big tweet today on the other big news story today though Doug is all everything about calling calling Bob Mueller out calling Rod Rosenstein out calling them the most conflicted of all all the reports that he is going considering seriously more than ever before he's more angry than ever before and he is more considering than ever before firing both of them um we had a very spirited discussion on the show yesterday, leading to me, I think, throwing my papers off the table. Of what, who, who, who like he Trump, should, when he gives his speeches, fantastic. Exactly, two minutes. Um, who he should fire, or not. But where is the smart money in Washington right now, and if he's going to try?
5: Uh, one, I would say there's not a lot of smart money in Washington um, because predicting <laughs> Donald Trump well, and what he's going to do is often a fool's errand. I mean, I don't say that to be flip. I, I think that's that's the real uh, that's the real status with things. Um, but cl- Trump is clearly trying to set the set the ground for. If he is if he decides to do this and if he does, you know, we will all make a big deal out of it. It'll be a massive news story. But is any dynamic going to change on Capitol Hill? I don't think so. Just Mm -hmm. the people who've been loud might be a little louder. And the people who've been quieter or have been quiet might be a little more quiet.
1: And and that really is an important question, because there is so much talk now. There's a bipartisan group putting for trying to get a bill somewhere to move on in the Senate to protect Bob Mueller. But. What is Congress going to do about it? If Congress does anything about it... Hmm. Yeah, that, that's
6: it's a really big if, because as of yesterday, Mitch McConnell went to the, the cameras and said, Bob is fine. Right. We're not going to do anything at this point. And there is a constitutional question about what they really can do. Right. Uh, and that's one of the things they're running into with this bill. So we'll have to see. But because the leadership really doesn't have a whole lot of... Uh, uh, it, it,
3: Leadership. Leader- well, no, no, no. They, they, they don't.
6: They don't really want to do this until
1: you get Mitch McConnell on board.
3: Well, right.
6: It's not because and also, it also, there's runs a you directly. Race, we now know. <laughs>
3: well,
4: exactly right. <laughs> don't
1: jump in front of my second <laughs> panel. <laughs> but this runs the leadership straight into Donald Trump. Because my second question right. is, if Congress would act on something to protect Bob Mueller that is constitutionally sound, follow my ifs ands and buts.
2: <laughs> would Donald
1: Trump sign this?
2: No. And he shouldn't. And, I, that's think, th- I, and I, I agree. Yeah. I think this we're not at that point anywhere near that point right now. You really don't think we are? No, because no. It and, sure and feels
1: like we're pretty
6: no. somewhere. I think no. we get to elections have consequences. Honestly, we get it, to 2018 okay. and we'll see if people out in you know the United States are as angry about this as maybe some other members of Congress. And this is a Justice
2: not. Department executive branch issue right now, certainly. And I think that process has to play out.
1: Do you, do you see Republicans wanting to take this on at all? I mean, you've got Lindsey Graham, you've got, De- you've got Democrats, obviously, they want to protect Bob Mueller. But I guess it is true that Donald Trump wouldn't sign it if they passed it.
5: He wouldn't sign it, and I, I'd say again, the voices that have been loud are going to get louder. The voices that have been quiet will remain quiet. They may get quieter if that's possible, because they don't want to take this issue on in their districts where Trump is not only popular in their districts but overwhelmingly popular with and What Republican is it with Democrats saying that they're
1: huddling to figure out their next steps if Rod Rosenstein is kicked out? I'm sorry. What are Democrats gonna do about it?
5: I
3: think what's going to happen is Democrats are going to continue to to push up the pressure and more Democrats are going to call for his, his impeachment, including the leadership of the, of the and party. And again,
1: what does that do when Democrats call for impeachment when
3: they're not in the majority? Well, it does it does nothing to actually create <laughs> an <laughs> impeachment. But, 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 it, but it does set up the agenda for what's going to happen in November and it right. sets up then r- it becomes, the, the, the consequences.
1: And then it becomes seven months from now, as we're talking about it now, and, six months from now, five months from now, and four and months from now. And that's a political issue that Democrats
5: are fighting. Are yeah. you pro-impeachment or anti-impeachment? Are you with David Axelrod or Tom Steyer? But, yeah.
1: yeah. On what
5: they've been saying impeachment since mm-hmm. election night.
1: Also a good question. Stand by, we're not going to answer it today. It's coming up. You're, don't obstruct me. I will get you right out of here. There were rumors for months, but today's announcement was still a center. Why the top Republican in Congress is giving up the gavel? That's next.
2: This is the people's gavel. In the people's name, it is my privilege to hand this gavel to the Speaker of the House, Congressman and Honorable Paul Ryan. Thank you. Thank
1: you very much. Thank you, (laughs) Nancy. That was Paul Ryan being sworn in as Speaker of the House in 2015. Ryan was reluctant to take the job back then, and today he announced that he'll be leaving Congress for good. The panel is back. I have... 475 questions. So let's get to it. Why is this, or is this not a surprise, Doug?
5: Well, it's not a. The only thing that's a surprise about it is the timing. Um, okay. They've put out a lot of hints that he was looking to move on. He talks about how he misses his family and spending more wants to spend more time with his family. And unlike most politicians or athletes, he actually means that. He does. So the timing is a big surprise. But otherwise, he has had arguably the hardest job in Washington to unite and steer a Republican conference that doesn't want to be united or steered anywhere. And you know, after two years of that. I don't blame him for wanting to get out.
1: But he said in the press conference today, was Donald how much was Do, how much of your decision was Donald Trump a factor? None, None at all.
5: Right, I, I believe I, that. You I mean, believe that? Well, okay, it's one. I believed of.
1: everything until Are that. Are you kidding? I
5: think. You, you go to a Republican conference meeting, it is not necessarily about who wears the biggest and dumbest red hat. It's about member after member saying, I'm not here to be part of a team. I'm not here to work with you. I'm here to do yeah, all these other things. It doesn't a, have anything to do with but Donald but Trump. But
1: problem. your party is in control of all of Washington, and you decide, this is a great time for me to just retire. Like, don't you just say you suck it up and you say I would this say, is better than being
5: As a former majority. House leadership staffer, we were unable to do a whole lot before we had Donald Trump as our president. We couldn't get anything done.
3: It's an indication that the Republican Party is in total freefall collapse. They have no future at the at the moment, even though they control the entire federal government. They know that their executive branch is, is a failure. Yeah, that but that are the Democrats going
1: to be able to capitalize on that? Because well, that's
3: a whole different question. <laughs> I, I'm not talking about whether the Democrats can capitalize. I'm saying the Republicans are in, in a collapse right now. And and that's the reason why. Who, who jumps off a ship that is, is that's sailing perfectly? You jump off a ship a that ship is, that is sinking and that's what Paul Ryan knows right is this
1: now. now well everyone said for a long time the conversation was is this the Paul Ryan party or is this the Donald Trump party is this become today officially the Donald Trump party because Paul Ryan's gone no, the
2: Trump. president if your party is the president they, that president sets the agenda and moves things forward I don't care who it is and um, I do think Paul Ryan has reached a point in his life uh, you know, just listen to the song cats in the cradle if you're a father Seriously, and you're on the road a lot and busy, yeah. and you've well, got and he kids. He lost his
6: father when he was And a, he a lost teenager, his father. So. And, you know,
2: there's something very true about that. And, I'll, you know, one day I was down in the Capitol with my kids who were fairly young, and uh, they were allowed to go into the, into the well of the Capitol. And Paul Ryan pulled them aside and talked to them for quite a while. You could just see he loves kids, and he misses being home. And I, there's something very true about that. Is
1: today, can you, find a, can you find a way to say today is a good day for the Republicans in the House?
6: Today is not a good day for Republicans in the House, and I think you're hearing that from members saying that. I mean, yes, perhaps they're turning a page and they can like their leader again because Paul Ryan, for a sector of that caucus, has become a villain. Not yeah. not in the same way John Boehner was, of course. But in a way, they were, they, they were butting up against him all the time. Um, are they going to have that same relationship with Scalise? Maybe not. With McCarthy?
1: Maybe. Now we're getting into leadership race land. But does this assure that Democrats take back the house, do you think? I mean, Paul, Paul Ryan said, "When it comes down to it, I don't think Paul Ryan is going to be the win- the deciding yeah. factor in a." But I, I would take two things.
5: One, race. the number of retirements that's, that we have, where our story. members are resembling animals fleeing before the earthquake it's comes. It's forty-one is the sign. to
1: nineteen. I but, think. But
5: also, here's why Trump is the factor. In 2010, when I worked at the Republican National Committee, our magic number for Obama was 46 percent. If he was below that, we thought we'd win back the House. And he was, and we did. Donald Trump is well below that number. So the day-to-day nonsense that we see from this White House is one thing. The fact that Donald Trump will be an albatross on Republicans uh, in November is a big, big deal. Are
1: you hopeful, though, in these waning days of of politics? Paul Ryan's uh, speakership. What Chuck Schumer wrote, which is with his newfound freedom, I hope he breaks free of the hard oh, right factions thing. of his caucus, and we can get some things done. Like, is this How? is like the Paul Ryan unleashed going to be different than not, the Paul Ryan of Chuck, yesterday?
3: Chuck Schumer was gratuitously solicitous today. I don't understand why this, was, <laughs> why this happened. I think he he assumes that that maybe Paul Ryan can be goaded and coaxed into doing the right thing, quote unquote, moving over to the left on on some key issues or challenging Trump on some key issues, at least in terms of integrity of government, but it's not going to happen. He has no interest in doing that. I would love to see it, but uh, Paul Ryan is going to go out the same way he came in, a fraud.
2: Oh, oh, what about Chuck Schumer, though? I mean, Chuck Schumer was going to talk to the president, work through some things, and then all of a sudden they were uh, protesting in Brooklyn outside his house, and then all of a sudden Chuck Schumer became Mr. Obstacle.
1: What, you mean both of them, they're politicians? Oh, yes. my I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, i sorry. I didn't know what show I was on. Um, are you happy to see Paul Ryan go?
2: I like Paul Ryan as a person. I like him as a speaker. I think it's just
5: extraordinarily difficult times for anyone in there right now. Do you
1: think he's throwing in the towel, Doug?
5: Sure. Sure, but I think the towel was thrown in a long time ago. Again, already- again, you've covered this and you've covered this when you've called me and said, you know, two yeah. years ago, four years ago, why can't you get anything done? They've passed things with Trump, but this the House Republican is Conference is not be a Biden happy with place. With Paul Ryan gone, though, no, no, right?
1: It's
6: not.
5: It'll be somebody else's and problem. It be any and deterrent. that's okay.
6: If the Democrats do take over, except now the president's going to be super adversarial with the Congress, right? Because they're going to have a caucus that's going to be very diverse yeah. and and both. Uh, so. That also was going to be an issue. Pelosi had a trouble with that
1: in 2007, 2000, all of them, when she was (laughs) Um, Guys, those are nice. Since Keith stole my thunder and already gave you the day count, I'm still going to give it to you again, Keith. Don't forget that. Day 447 of President Trump's administration. That's the State of America tonight. Check out the podcast. Watch it. Listen to it. Whatever you do with podcasts these days. Those crazy kids. See you later. (laughs)